I want to look at the word more. He's already told me a lot, but now he's going to tell me some more. He said, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to go for that spiritual experience any more than I did. Remember, the solution is the spiritual experience described on page 27 and 25 of the book. Bill said, they're not going to go for that. He said, so let me write a chapter called More about alcoholism, and I'll guarantee <laughs> if they're the real alcoholic, they're going to go for that solution or they're going to die. There ain't much of a choice here. People say, well, how do you know he said that? Well, I read a lot of history of Alcoholics Anonymous. If you ever read AA Comes of Age, it's there. And there again, I, he knew that we wasn't going to like that experience any more than he did. Because if you remember, and we covered it this morning, and it was back on page 12. If you hold your place right there and run back to page 12 for just a quick second, those of you on Zoom, if you'll just hold your place and go back to page 12, we're going to look right there where he says, despite the living example of my friend, there remain to me the vestiges of my old prejudice. The word God still aroused a certain amphibian. When the thought was expressed that there might be a God personal to me, the feeling, this feeling was intensified. I didn't like the idea. He said, I could go for all these different conceptions, but I couldn't go for it. I resisted the thought of the czar of the heaven, however loving this way may be. When we learn more about alcoholism, none of that matters anymore. <laughs> I'm here for one reason, and that's to save my ass now. I guarantee you nothing else matters. So in step two... Let's go back to page 30. In step two, we are restored to sanity. Then that's the case. And insanity must be the problem, not while drinking or acting out or whatever it is I do. But while I'm sober, yeah, I'm crazy, man. When I'm sober, nothing has changed. The only thing I've done is stop drinking. You know, we get sober. Hell, we grab a fork or a spoon or whatever it is. I mean, we just go to other things. So we're going to look at sanity and we're going to look at insanity in this chapter. And the definition for sanity is wholeness of mind or complete. That's an individual who is able to see the truth about what's going on in life. Now, the definition for insanity is quite the opposite. The insane mind is one that is less than whole and it sees the false. The problem is, is I try, I believe something is false and I try to make it the truth. I end up in all kinds of confusion. Doctor said we cannot differentiate the truth from the false. And whenever something doesn't go my way that I think it should, and, it's, and I'm thinking it's the truth, I start making decisions based on a lie, and life becomes pretty lousy for me because I'm trying to make the lie a truth, the truth. And see, the bad part is I don't even know this is really going on, but everything that's going on outside of me ought to be telling me. This shit ain't right. <laughs> Something's wrong here. But I don't even see it that way. <clears throat> so we're not crazy. You know, the definition of insanity is something quite different than I always thought it was. I always thought it was a crazy man that's up at the nut house. And I mean, that's one definition of insanity. But that's not the insanity that this book is talking about. Insanity is being less than whole, believing a lie. And that's what I do. I believe the lie. My, my sponsor, Charlie, would say it like this. He'd say, David, I have a pie sitting here. And somebody comes along, and I give them a piece of the pie. And somebody else comes along, and I give them another piece. He said, that pie is less than whole now. 
He says, it doesn't mean that it's all gone. It just means it ain't all there like you. And that's kind of how it's been, you know? So insanity doesn't mean that we're all gone. It just means we're not all there. And there's a chance we can get that back. Most of us have been unwilling to admit that we were real alcoholics. Nobody, no person likes to think, man, we got to pay close attention to these words when going through this process. No one likes to think is bodily and mentally different from his fellow. See, self is going to convince us that we're not that way. That is found in our thinking. Therefore, it is not surprising that our drinking careers have been characterized by countless vain attempts to prove that we could drink like other people. The key word here, idea. See, self lives in our ideas. Somehow, someday, we will control and enjoy our drinking. It's the great obsession of abnormal drinking. Why the hell would I think something like that? Where would an idea like that come from? That doesn't come from sane thinking. That comes from insane thinking. <clears throat> the persistence of this illusion is astonishing. I can't even see it happening. Many people pursue it into the gates of insanity or death, even sober. I was 25 years. I mean, I know. We learned that we had to fully concede to our innermost selves, we were alcoholic just the first step in recovery. The delusion, he's going to talk about this in many different ways, where like other people are presently, maybe, has to be smashed. So, we alcoholics are men and women who have lost the ability to control. See, I didn't lose control. I lost the ability to control. There's a hell of a big difference in that right there. And if I'm not able to control, who got that ability? We know that no real alcoholic ever recovers control. I have to know that. That's a choice. All of us felt. We want to pay attention to that word because that's another place that self lives is inside the feelings, ideas, concepts, beliefs, thinkings, and attitudes. Remember, we felt at times we were regaining control. Where the hell would a feeling like that come from when I've been beat half to death by this thing? Everything I've ever done proves that I'm going to die, and I still feel like i got a little control. Jesus that can't be me doing the thinking. Of it. it can't be. There is something much greater than me driving my thinking, that insanity that's killing me. It says, such intervals usually brief were followed by still less control. There's choice again. Which led in time to pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization. We were convinced to a man that alcoholics of our type are in the grip of a progressive illness. See, he didn't say that we were in a grip of progressive illness. Hell, he says we are in the grip of a progressive illness without this spiritual awakening even sober we're in that over any considerable period we get worse never better even sober so let's go over to the middle of page 31 and we're going to look at some of the methods we have tried i'll tell you what self done i didn't know this for 25 years it convinced me that my spirit was sick and it told me <clears throat> you got to work on the spiritual condition. How the hell do you do that? I know spirit to be source. I know it to be the creator. I know it to be God. How the hell can that be said? That ain't possible. There's just no way. Well, they say the book says it. Well, it does, but if you read it with an awakening mind, they don't say that at all. We're going to take a look right here. I used to read this and think, oh, that sounds pretty good. If I'm wrong, correct me, but I don't see spirit mentioned here one time. Here are some of the methods we have tried, drinking beer only, that's physical. Limiting the number of drinks, that's mental. Never drinking alone, that's mental. Never drinking in the morning, that's mental. Drinking only at home, that's physical. Never having it in the house, that's mental. Never drinking during business hours, that's mental. Drinking only at parties, that's physical. 
switching from scotch to brandy, that's physical. Drinking only natural wines, that's physical. Agreeing to resign if ever drunk on the job, that's mental. Taking a trip, not taking a trip, that's mental. Swearing off forever with or without a solemn oath, mental. Taking more physical exercise, that's physical. Reading inspirational books, that's mental. Going to health farms and sanitariums, accepting voluntary com uh, commitment to asylums, we could increase the list, add in from items. Where the hell do we see anything about the spirit there? None. It's not there. And so when people read this to me, I'm like, bullshit. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, let's look real quick at two drink tests. If you're not convinced, the book says, let us help you. Here's drink test number one. We don't like to pronounce any individual as alcoholic, but you can quickly diagnose yourself. Step over to the nearest bar room. Try some controlled drinking. Try to drink. Stop abruptly. Go ahead and try it. People say, oh, don't be telling people that in Alcoholics Anonymous. What the hell is wrong with you? Book tells me that. <laughs> if you don't, if you're not convinced, check it out. I hope it helps convince you. Book says right here it may be worth a bad case of the jitters to get a full knowledge of your condition. So this chapter is going to talk to us about four individuals. A man of 30. We're going to look at a, a man named Jim. We're going to look at the Jaywalker. And we're going to look at a man named Fred. And all of these guys have different stories, but they have one thing in common. They have a mind that always drives them back over and over and over. Look at the man of 30. He did a great deal of free drinking. He was very nervous in the morning after these bouts and quieted himself with more liquor. He was ambitious to succeed in business, but saw he had a vision. He'd get nowhere if he drank at all. Key word. Once he started. Why? Because of that allergy. Remember, once we start, can't stop no more. He had no control, whatever. He made up his mind. That's a dangerous damn thing to do in here. And until he'd been successful in business, he'd not touch another drop, an exceptional man. He remained bone dry for 25 years and retired at the age of 55 after a successful, happy business career. This is 25 years later. Look at this sentence. This is what happened to me. Oh, it didn't happen to me with alcohol and drugs. It happened to me with other stuff. He then fell victim to a belief. One of the few times this book is going to talk about us being a victim. Man, I got to pay attention to this. He fell victim to a belief that self. Remember, it's made up of beliefs, concepts, ideas. He fell victim to self, which practically every alcoholic has. That his long period of sobriety and self-discipline qualified him to drink as other men. So if you read the rest of the story, outcome is carpet slippers. He's puzzled, humiliating. He tries to spend all of the money that he can, and he dies within four years, top of 33. This case contains a powerful lesson most of us have believed. Key word right there. That comes from self. We could remain sober if we could that if we remain sober for a long stretch, we could thereby drink up normally. Why the hell would I believe something like that? Wow. I see that there is something greater in my head driving me, and that's what's got to go. If that don't go, I'm a dead man in these rooms walking. I promise. At some point in my recovery, it's coming back to see me, and I'm not strong enough in the steps to handle it. And I don't know that. I think I'm doing well. Let's have a good time. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's going to be some ass patting and going to meetings, all right, but it's going to be in a bad way because uh, that's what happened. Well, Bill says this, and I don't agree with it. Here was a man at 55 and found where he was just left off at 30. I don't believe that because if you look at the prior page, that man had a choice when he was 30. He quit for 25 years. After he picked up again, he didn't have that choice no more. He tried everything in the world to quit drinking and die. He didn't have a choice. As we've seen the truth demonstrated again and again, once the alcoholic always. 
commencing to drink after a period of sobriety were in a short time uh, worse than ever. If we plan to stop, there must be no reservation. Where would a reservation come from? In my mind. Nor lurking notion. Where would that come from? In my mind. That someday we will be immune to alcohol. All right. <clears throat> Let's take a look now at page 35 in the book. There again, I would love to study this in depth all the way across, but time doesn't permit us to do that. That was the first example. Let's look at the second one. We're going to talk about a man named Jim. Middle of the page. Our first example is a friend we shall call Jim. This man has a charming wife and family. He inherited a lucrative automobile agency at a commendable world record. He's a good salesman. Everybody likes him. He's an intelligent man, normal so far as we can see, except for a nervous disposition. He'd been don't drinking until he was 35. In a few years, he became so violent when intoxicated that he had to be committed. And on leaving the asylum, he came into contact with us. Now, let's look at what they did for Jim. And we want to pay attention to his thinking. And let's try to look at this in our own life. And this may help us avoid the pitfall that he had to go through. We told him what we knew about alcoholism. That's step one. They told him about the physical allergy. They told him about the mental obsession. They described the spiritual malady. They talked about self. They told him what they knew of alcoholism. And the answer we had found, that's step two. We came to believe that a power greater than self could restore us to sanity. <laughs> Jim made a beginning. If you read in the third step, he made, this is where we make that beginning. So Jim has taken the first three steps according to those two sentences in this book. Now, here's some good things that begin to happen for us after we take the first couple of steps. His family was reassembled. That's pretty cool. He began to work for a salesman through a business uh, that he had lost through drinking. All went well for a time on these first three steps. But here's what happened to Jim. He failed to enlarge on his spiritual life, steps four through 12. So if you come in here and work the first three steps, things start getting a little better. And all of a sudden, work becomes a little more important than meetings. And my time here, there becomes more important than my time here. And I, people are saying, hey, where are you at in that inventory, David? What's going on with it? Oh, man, I'm going to get to that. I promise you. I got time tonight. I'll sit down and take care of it. I come home. I'm tired. I go to bed. I don't do no inventory. I felt enlarged on my spiritual life. Look at what happened to Jim. Just consternation, he found himself drunk half a dozen times in rapid succession. That's six times back to back to back to back to back. He relapsed. On each of these occasions, we worked with him. Them's pretty damn good members that will work with somebody six times who relapsed six times back to back to back. Most people in AA today run you off over that. <laughs> I've been guilty of doing that myself. But look what they said. They reviewed carefully what had happened. So he agreed he was a real alcoholic in serious condition. So he knew step one. But notice how it says he knew. He faced another trip to the asylum, jail, treatment, whatever you want to call it. If he kept on, he knew this. In his mind, in his heart, he knew it. And he also knew this, that he would lose his family for whom he had deep affection. It doesn't matter. The insanity in self is stronger than is the recovery on these first three steps. If we don't move beyond that, I promise you this is coming back to get us. And yet he got drunk again. We asked him to tell us exactly how it happened. This is a story. I'm like Jim. He asked me what happened. Hell, I'm going to come up with a story. He said, I came to work on Tuesday morning. Now, I don't know about here in West Texas, but over in Oklahoma, work week starts on Monday, not Tuesday. 
So we know where Jim was all day Monday. Hell, he's drunk, you know. I remember what he says here. I remember I felt irritated. Look at those two words. That's self. It's made up of feelings, ideas, concepts, beliefs. Remember that. So self is starting to work on him here. He feels irritated that he had to be a salesman for a concern I once owned. I'd be, yeah, I wouldn't be feeling too happy about that either. He said, I had a few words with the boss, but nothing serious. Anytime I've had a few words with my boss, it's been serious. So I don't think Jim's telling the truth there. He says, then I decided. So now Jim's making decisions for himself. To drive to the country to see one of my prospects for the car on the way I felt. Remember, self is made up of feelings. So he says, I felt. Self told him, oh, we're hungry. Let's stop. Now there's a bar up here. Look what he says. I had no intention of drinking, just thought. Keyword, I thought. Remember, self is made up of thoughts. I get a sandwich. Hell, I'm hungry. Let's go eat. Yeah. I had a notion. Remember, self is contained within notions. So we see how this mind is creeped in on him, and it started to eat him up. And he ain't got no defense against this because he's only done the first three steps. He ain't going to meetings anymore. He's enjoying the family life. Everything's going okay. He said, I had the notion I might find a customer for a car at this place, which was familiar. I'd been going to it for years. I'd eaten there many times during the months I was sober. So that tells me Jim been sober for some months on them three steps. Sit down at the table, ordered a sandwich and a glass of milk. Still no, key word here, thought of drinking. Nothing insane about what he's done up to this point. Ordered another sandwich and decided, remember, self makes our decisions for us. Have another glass of milk, nothing insane about that look how quick self will turn suddenly and that's like by god right now the thought see the drink didn't come at him first the thought crossed my mind that if i were to put an ounce of whiskey in my milk it couldn't hurt me on a full stomach coming in and working the first three steps and getting a pretty good idea of what's going on with me why the hell would i think something like that i come to find out it's not me doing the thinking i'm just taking the action based on those thoughts and the hell is about what what's about to come. Ordered whiskey, poured it in the milk. Now he's got it in the body. He believed the lie. He put it in the body. Now he's triggered the reality. He says, I vaguely sensed I wasn't being any too smart shit. Now I'm starting to vaguely sense that. Not before. But notice he says, I felt, key word, self lies within our feelings. I felt reassured. Self says, ah, oh, hell, you're taking it on a full stomach. No worries. Have another one. So the experiment went so well that I ordered another whiskey poured in the milk. That didn't seem to bother me, so I tried another. Thus started one more journey to this all for Jim. Here was the threat of commitment, loss of family and position. To say nothing of that tense mental and physical suffering, which drinking always causes. <clears throat> he had much knowledge. It doesn't make a damn how much knowledge you have here about yourself. All reasons for not drinking were easily pushed aside in, in favor for the foolish, key word right here, idea that he can take whiskey if only he mixes with milk. Whatever the precise definition of the word may be, we call this the plain insanity. How can such a lack of proportion of the ability to, key words right here, think straight be called anything else? Hell, I can't think straight. I don't have any choice. Self has my choice. It's directing my thinking. It's directing my choices. I'm taking the actions based on those thoughts, and I'm having hell, same as Jim. All right, let's go over to page 37. We're going to drop down to the bottom paragraph. 
Our behavior is absurd and incomprehensible with respect to the first drink. Is that what the passion say for Jay Walking? He gets the thrill out of skipping in front of fast-moving vehicles. He enjoys himself for a few years in spite of in spite of friendly warnings. Up to this point, you would label him as a foolish chap, having queer ideas of fun. Bucks him, deserts him. He's slightly injured several times in succession. You'd expect him to cut it out. He word, if he were normal. There's something abnormal about that type of thinking. Only I don't think there is. Presently, he's hit again. This time, he's got a fractured skull. After a week leaving the hospital, a fast-moving trolley car breaks his arm. He tells you he has decided to stop jaywalking for good. I'd have told you that for 25 years. I've decided to stop jaywalking. We're not going to do this anymore. I promise. And I mean it. God help me. Let's go to meetings. Let's read books. Let's find some more guys. Let's do this. Let's do that. Uh, let's don't go inside and soul search, David. Let's don't admit nothing to nobody. Don't practice 10-11. Don't worry about that. We'll get to that later. Yeah, it's telling me all this shit, and I'm listening to it. I start running the meetings, sponsoring all these guys, doing all this stuff. Boom, I fall into that behavior again, 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 and again. I'm like, what the hell is happening to me? I don't understand it. Bottom paragraph. Some of you are thinking, that's dangerous. Yes, what you tell us is true, but it doesn't fully apply. Why the hell would I say something to guys like that? I mean, they're telling me the truth. And I'm like, yeah, what you tell me might be true, but I don't really apply. We admit we have some of these symptoms. But we've not gone to the extreme you fellas did, nor are we like to, likely to. We understand ourselves so well. Oh, boy. That self tells me that. Yeah, we understand things better now. We're not going to do that anymore, David. Don't worry about it. you got a different sponsor now. Things are better. He knows more than the last one did. We'll work the steps with him, and everything will be fine. It's like, cool, let's go. And I buy into that thought and listen to that shit, and the next thing you know, there I am again caught up in that. And <laughs> I'm thinking... Why? How the hell does this keep happening to me? But I think it keeps happening to me because of this right here at the top of page 39 in the first full paragraph. This type of thinking, and that's what he's saying, this type of thinking might be true of certain non-alcoholic people who, though drinking foolishly and heavily, which is mentally and physically, at the time are able to stop or moderate because their brains, that's mental, or their bodies, that's physical. See, we're not talking about spirit here. You don't see nothing about the spirit here. Why do I keep coming in here trying to work on the spirit? <laughs> wow. But the actual potential alcoholic with hardly exception will be absolutely unable to stop drinking on the basis of self, notice the little f, knowledge. Turn those two words around. That's knowledge of self. That's what I need more than I need self-knowledge of what Telvis is trying to say. This is the point we wish to emphasize and reemphasize. To smash on them up on our alcoholic readers has been revealed to us out of bitter experience. Let us take another illustration. <clears throat> so we looked at Jim. Jim's low bottom drunk. He got a resentment at his boss. He got drunk. Fred is a high bottom drunk. There's a difference. These two men are the same. They drank the same. But there's one thing that 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 makes them the same person. It's the insanity of the mind that drives them back to drink after they've been dry for a period of time. So Fred's a partner in a well-known accounting firm. His income is good. He's happily married. Father of promising children of college age. He has so attractive a personality that he makes friends with everyone. If ever there was a successful businessman, it is Fred. <clears throat> this illness doesn't care if you're successful. It doesn't care if you're poor. It doesn't care what color you are. It just doesn't matter. 
Well, it was his first experience of this kind. He is much ashamed of it. Far from admitting himself, he was an alcoholic. Book says he told himself, but I believe self told him that he went to, he, you're just going to go to the hospital and rest for a few days. That's kind of the thinking that we have. <clears throat> well, the doctor intimated strongly he might be worse than he realized. So for a few days, he's depressed about his condition. Self is like, oh, man, you know, we've had it bad. Things are rough, but it's going to get better. Hang in there, buddy. And, you know, all this bullshit. He made up his mind to quit drinking altogether, but it never occurred to him that perhaps he could not do so. Notice the words he made up his mind. I think his mind made it up for him. Much less accept a spiritual remedy, step two, for his problem. We told him what we knew of alcoholism. That's step one. He's interested, considering he had some of the symptoms. But he's a long way from admitting that he could do nothing about it himself. So he was positive that his humiliating experience plus the knowledge, key word, he had acquired would keep him sober the rest of his life. Self-knowledge would fix it. Well, Fred gets drunk again. <clears throat> Many of you know the story. Let's, let's look at some of the key words. Skip that next paragraph and go to the one that says, let him tell you about it. I was much impressed with what you fellows said about alcoholism, but I frankly did not believe that's how self is. It will convince me not to believe that it will be possible for me to drink again. He says, I rather appreciated your key word here, ideas about the subtle insanity that precedes the first drink. See, that's the problem, the subtle insanity. We know it as self. Look at what he says. This is self. But I was confident. Yeah, it brings confidence to me for a short time. It cannot happen to me again after what I've learned. I always want to learn something here. I always need to know something. He said, I reason that self, that comes from self. I was not so far as advanced as some of you fellows. See, I start comparing when I come in. I've been usually successful in waking out of the problems that I would therefore be successful where you men felt. Keywords. I felt. I had every right to be keywords. Self-confident that it only be a matter of exercising might willpower and keeping on guard anytime we feel that way and take those actions i don't know about you but i know about me and i get my tail kicked every single time i try that every time go to the next page <clears throat> third sentence down from page 41 physically i felt fine keyword i felt felt fine neither did i have any present problems or worries my business came off well i was pleased i knew my partner would be too it was the end of the perfect day not a cloud on the horizon. I come into Alcoholics Anonymous and they tell me, David, you suffer from a feelings disease. I'm like, really? Yeah, so that ain't what page 41 tells me. What the hell do you mean by that? Read that. Physically, I felt fine. <laughs> I didn't have no problems or worries. Everything come off again. It was the end of perfect day, not a cloud. I didn't, hell, he didn't drink because of that. I didn't want to drink. Look at why he drank. I went to the hotel, leisurely dressed for dinner, and as I crossed the threshold uh, of the dining room, the thought, key word, the thought came to mind. Well, it wasn't because it had anything to do with how he felt about his day. The thought came to mind. It'd be nice to have a couple of cocktails with dinner. That was all nothing more. So I ordered a cocktail. He believed into the lie. The insanity told him, hey, let's, let's order one with your meal. You'll be all right. Now, this is after he's been in the hospital for a while and he's learned. Ordered a cocktail with my meal. Now he's got it in the body. Now the allergies got him. 
So I ordered another one. Of course you did. So after dinner, look at these two words. I decided. Self starts making these decisions. Take a walk. I returned to the hotel. It struck me. What struck him? Self struck him. I would be fine before going to bed. So I stepped into the bar and had one. We always just had one, right? Just one. I'm just going to have one. Well, he says, hell, I remember having plenty more. Of course he did. He triggered the allergy. Now he ain't got no choice. He's gone. And plenty the next morning, and he says, I have a shadowy recollection of being in an airplane bound from New York, finding a friendly taxi cab driver at the landing field instead of my wife. Next paragraph. As soon as I regain my ability, keywords here, to think. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to go carefully over the evening in Washington. Not only had I been off guard, look directly level across the page to the other page there. He says it was only a matter of exercising my willpower and keeping on guard. Now he says, hell, not only have I been off guard, I've made no fight whatever against the first drink. This time, keywords, I had not thought of the consequences. Of course he did. Hell, we're blinded by self. We can't see that. Powerful, powerful stuff. Next page. <clears throat> page 42, for those of you there on Zoom. They said that though I did raise the fence, it one day give way before some trivial reason for having a drink. Oh, wow. Well, just that did happen and more. For what key words here, I had learned. These self's all about learning. Teach me the steps. Teach me the tradition. Teach me, teach me, teach me. They don't want me to have an experience with that. I just want to learn something. See, he says, that didn't occur to me at all. I knew from that moment on I had an alcoholic mind. Wow. Middle of the page, two members of Alcoholics Anonymous came to see me. They grinned, which I didn't like so much. And they asked me if I, keyword here, thought myself an alcoholic. And if I were really licked this time, I had to concede to both propositions. Next paragraph. They outlined the spiritual program of uh, the spiritual answer, step two, and the program of action, steps three through 12, which a hundred of them had followed successfully. So I've been a nominal church man. It doesn't matter for a good member, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. I was a good member of Alcoholics Anonymous for all those years. I really was. Their proposals were not intellectually hard to swallow. He doesn't say anything about spirit there. But the program of action, steps three through 12, so entirely sensible, it's pretty damn drastic. And everybody I've worked with in the last four years will tell you that's absolutely true. Because here's why. I have to throw several lifelong conceptions out the window. Those that I've picked up for 25 years now, I call it nonsense. Hell, it's got to go. It served me then. It don't serve me now. It killed me now. If I'm not growing as we go, I'm going <laughs> instead of growing. And that's what happened. Only drugs and alcohol didn't find me. Everything else did. So he says, that was not easy. But the moment I made up my mind to go through with the process, now he's on the right. Now sanity's returned. I had the curious feeling that my alcoholic condition was relieved as, in fact, it proved to be. Quite as important was the discovery that spiritual principles would solve, Keyword here, all my problems. Not just the drink problem, not just the drug problem, not just the lust, the overeating, the undereating, whatever it may be. All my problems have since been brought into a way of living infinitely more satisfying and I hope more useful than the life I lived before. Bottom paragraph. Once more, <laughs> I love this because Bill's saying, damn it. For 42 pages, we have told you the body and the mind's going to kill you. Body, mind, body, mind, body, mind. So I'm going to tell you once more. 
The alcoholic at certain time has no keyword effective mental defense against that first drink, except in a few rare cases. Now, neither he nor any of the other human being can provide that defense. But notice how he says, certain times, not all the time, this shit's going to wait on me. It's going to wait on me. And it's going to come back to see me again. So at certain times, I'm not going to have any effective mental, not all the time. He nor any other human being can provide such a defense. That defense must come from a higher power because I cannot overcome self with self. I just can't. I have to have a power. That ends step one in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous.